Welcome to CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Andy Park, uh, co-founder of Team Central. We are a no-code integration and data management company. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Venu Gutlapali, uh, CEO and co-founder of Tag and Track, a company modernizing real-time tracking and tracing of packages with an ultra-low-cost active wireless solution. Thanks, uh, Andy, for having us. Uh, we're excited to uh, go through some of the uh, questions you had on our technology, and I'm uh, happy to share uh, any details uh, about uh, what we're doing and uh, how we're trying to do digital transformation in the supply chain. Awesome, awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your company, Tag and & Track, and, and, um, and maybe uh, a little bit about what the inspiration was for your business. Um, yeah, you know, we uh, we started uh, Tag and Track in uh, almost uh, late 2020, um, before the the COVID just hit. Uh, the lockdowns were just uh, put in. Um, what a good timing, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, the reason we started Tag and Track is that I come from wireless background, uh, worked in Qualcomm for almost 20 years. Uh, doing different types of uh, wireless connectivity on smartphones. Then I worked in first-generation IoT, uh, where we were doing connected lights, connected uh, air conditioner, thermostats, you know, wow. anything that was connected home. It, it was all IoT in the beginning. Um, yeah, so then um, most of the time we're in the chip business, so we're doing silicon and software. And uh, I wanted to be more in the B2B space. And uh, when when I started Tag and Track, I looked at which vertical has the the IoT more uh, specific to purpose built IoT. Uh, that's when I looked at supply chain, and most of the supply chain is still using uh, very first generation uh, silicon because they were built for mobile, and most of the silicon companies were uh, transitioning from mobile to IoT side but they didn't design the chips immediately. So they were just repurposing what's available on, on an audio Bluetooth and they would supply it in a IoT space, same Bluetooth that was actually designed for audio. Um, so that's how the, uh, the IoT transition was happening and the cost structures were really high um, and they were not purpose-built for logistics and uh, supply chain. Uh, that's the reason why we started Tag and Track. Uh, we wanted to make it more easy for the enterprises because the enterprises are more looking at uh, their supply chain end-to-end, -end, how the data gets managed, but they don't have expertise to go one level down to look at what wireless technology, how do I bring sensors, what is a low-power design, you know, th this type of uh, wireless radio frequency management, this type of expertise they don't have and most of the time they would just buy an ODM device and then try to integrate into their supply chain and it wouldn't like satisfy all the needs. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why we, we thought since we come from the semiconductor background in the wireless side, we understand the chip, we understand the cost structures. We thought maybe we make it into a repeatable low cost solution that's already pre-integrated till the data acquisition. And then we give it to the enterprise customers who then can write their supply chain applications on stop. That's the, the vision that we started with. We're an IoT platform as a service where 
the entire hardware is pre-integrated in a repeatable solution. So they can just plug in their WMS application, transportation application, ERP applications on top, and they're ready to go in, in whatever uh, supply chain they're in. What what are some of the advantages um, with tag, tag and track over uh, traditional, you know, barcode scanning, serialization, things like that? I I was reading up a little bit on it, and and obviously, um, you know, eliminating some of the manual scanning and things like that could be super, you know, helpful from a productivity standpoint. But would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. So. A typical, if you take, uh, I'll give you an example of a case study that we did uh, with one of the um, air logistic company out of Europe. Uh, a typical piece level logistics of an air parcels going from customer to customer um, or factory to factory. Uh, so they, they print a paper label and then it, they give that to a driver. The truck driver goes to the factory, pick up an air parcel. He does one scan there. Then he loads into the truck, brings it to their spoke. The, so it's a hub and spoke type logistics, if you think about that. Then the spoke scans it, then it makes into a, a bigger pallet, puts it into a truck, and the truck driver scans again, saying that, okay, I received from the spoke, I put it in my truck, I'm driving to the hub. It goes to the hub, He they have to do another scan, inbound scan, then they have to do the outbound scan to figure out where it needs to go. Then they hand off to another truck driver, the truck driver scans again, then it goes to a airport. They do another scan and it goes to air, airplane, another scan. Mm -hmm. From the hub, it goes to the destination airport. From airport to the warehouse, another two scans. From there to the customer, another three scans. So on average, you're doing almost 17 scans on a parcel, on single piece of parcel. And then if you multiply that to a 10 million parcels, imagine the amount of work operationally you have to do. And that is where we're, we're trying to transform is now what if, what if we take that label and then we embed a sensor, that sensor is actively transmitting every 10 seconds, every 30 seconds that, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so parcel, I'm currently here and I'm gonna go here. And that information is trans getting advertised every 30 seconds and now you have Smartphones, all smartphones are Bluetooth enabled. Uh, even the truck driver can have an app that is doing a background scan on Bluetooth. And at the warehouses, we put the uh, the readers for the Bluetooth. And then we can automate this entire process end to end. And the way we deploy it is we capture the metadata required for a given parcel at the time of the, the label printing itself. You print the label, and then a camera comes in and it, it captures the metadata of the shipment and then the ID of the sensor that, that's commissioned for that shipment. That's the only time the scan happens. After that, either a smartphone or a cellular gateway that's at the endpoints in the spoken hub, the, they're automatically reading this data and all the way to the last mile. So that's the type of automation you can do and you can eliminate this 17, 18 scans that you need at every chain of custody. How does the, um, along that along that value chain, that supply chain, how, how do you uh, 
make sure that you know the various systems are integrated along that entire process is that part of the maybe part of the challenge in making sure that your technology is rolled out across that entire supply chain yes um so actually that's a good question actually you know anytime you're trying to do this uh digital transformation on on an existing legacy system the the first challenge that comes is now how do i integrate into all the existing systems without having to change anything mm -hmm. uh, that's our motto has been that we want to be backward compatible at the same time we want to be forward looking uh, with that brings the challenge of what type of legacy systems we have to integrate to push this data up push the data down so it's seamlessly exchanging information and we have done this with uh, very api first driven platform so we have rest apis we have webhooks um we we provide this end to end with sap tms wms um any legacy system that's already there like manhattan is one of the uh, legacy warehouse management system mm -hmm. tms most of the top 10 logistic companies they have their own tms system so we integrate with them with an api first approach and uh, that's been one of our challenges to integrate with multiple systems. And we have already finished uh, three integrations with some of the top uh, logistic vendors. And this is the continuous work. You know, it, it's not going to stop. And uh, most of the any sophisticated stack has to have very open architecture, standardized, so more easy to plug and play no code low code type approach so that's that's what we're uh, going with awesome what are some of the factors that you feel have made uh, you successful so far um i think the factors is one thing is we have to take the complexity out of the technology for the enterprises the enterprises are want to know how we're going to solve their problem this, they don't want to know how the technologically, how you're solving it, what type of technology you're using, how is your manufacturing process. They, they want to have a solution that works. And that's what we are trying to ease, ease them into this uh, new technology where we show them the, the solutions that are demonstrable and uh, running a quick pilot so that they can see that, wow, it, it works. Within like one month of deployment, they can see like how the technology is behaving uh, in their environment. Because some of these warehouses, they're tough environments. You know, the, these have concrete walls. These have like 20 doors. You know, the, when the truck comes, you want to know which truck came and how many packages came. All this need to happen with no failure. The problem is, you know, in a hub-like situation for a big logistic company, you don't have time to figure out a failure in, in technology because for them, it's very operational intense. The truck comes, you need to unload the entire truckload of uh, parcels. From there, he need to look at the manifest and check everything came in. If two boxes I can't read, that entire shipment now has to go to the side. Because they don't have time because the next truck is coming in and they need to unload the new truck. And that those are the challenges they feel is when you deploy into this kind of enterprise customers, that the, the solution has to be robust. It has to work all the time with zero failures, right? So that that's a type of intense environment they're in. And it is a challenge to deploy there. So we're learning as we you know do 
pilots were now commercially uh, preparing to deploy in at that scale and uh, that that's some of our learning curves that we're we're getting to know you know yeah well and you, and you answered my next question which is what are some of those hurdles that you've had to overcome um have there been any hurdles you've you've had to um you've had to address related to the technology itself the the actual uh you know embedded yeah. chip you put in? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first thing, uh, there is a challenge. Yeah, you know, the last two years has been very challenging for a startup where the silicon supply chain itself has took a major hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, anywhere you want to go buy a silicon chip, the lead times were almost uh, gone into like 54 weeks. Um, if you want to get a temperature sensor, the lead time was like uh, 60 months. Um, 60 weeks sometimes like you know that type of lead times were there and as a startup if you really want to manufacture and scale up the only way to scale up was to invest in reserving the the parts because you want to be in the queue to to get your chunk of parts out of the fab and that was a big challenge for us because we don't have a lot of capital to go and put that capital into the silicon uh, reserving our silicon spot and uh, that uh, I think is easing now. And uh, now the lead times are come down to normal almost, like, you know, 12 weeks, four weeks, eight weeks. This is normal, you know, to get the parts compared to before it was 54 weeks, 60 weeks, 80 weeks. Wow. Those are the timings we were getting. And uh, that was a big uh, challenge for us in, in scale up. We couldn't ramp up the, the way we wanted it to be, uh, but, um, now, yeah, now definitely the, the the supply chain has eased a little bit. It's good to hear. Yeah, I I know that there were there were quite some delays during that uh, that COVID period. You know, with all yeah. the supply chain things. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what a, a typical customer engagement would look like. Uh, yeah, so like a proof of concept or or something like that. Do you? typically start with that and then and then you demonstrate the capability and you roll that out how, how does that work with a customer yes i think uh, that's a good good question so um the way uh, our uh, approach was that we have this uh, a model called 3d model there's 3ds in the 3d model so there's a design develop deploy and uh, what we do is uh, when we engage a customer um, we start first with uh, requirement gathering and uh, once we learn what they want to do or what solution they're trying to solve, whether it's cold chain, pharmaceuticals, perishable goods like food and beverages um, or high value goods. So we, we talk to the customer, hey, what, what is the problem statement? And then they give us a problem statement like, hey, I have a loss prevention issue. I have my cold chain and it's a circular supply chain. So we want to recover all the boxes 100% because they're reusing the entire cold chain shipment boxes. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, then we look at them and say, okay, if you're recovering the sensor, that means it needs to last for one year because you don't need to throw away the sensor. I can, I can run it for multiple times. Um, with that in mind, then we publish a white paper, which is a solution architecture document. We articulate how we're gonna solve the problem. We give them the white paper, then they agree with the scope and like how the data will be acquired. Uh, we go and run the pilot for anywhere from a month to three months. 
initially we were taking up to six months because we're still in the development process. But now we're pretty much in production. A lot of our products are in production. Um, so we're now shrinking the whole uh, software and our hardware stack to a three, one month to three month, uh, 12 weeks max. Uh, we can demonstrate the solution within four weeks. They get all the data they want and uh, we can deploy in high volumes. Um, and uh, we show that the solution works. And from there, we go into uh, contracting and then do into the final deployment. So, yeah, we go from anywhere from a week to three, uh, three months and we're in a commercial deployment. Great. So the technology is, is repeatably deployable, but the use case can change depending on the customer's need, whether it's you know, loss prevention or... Uh, um, Cold chain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, okay. One thing we realized is that no supply chain is identical. However, I design my stack. I go to the customer and say, I have a full TMS system. I have a warehouse system. We go to the customer and then we learn that there is still that five to 10% his own way of doing it <laughs> in mm -hmm. the supply chain. So what we then do is that we customize that 10 to 15% for, for that customer, but the remaining 80%, 80% 90% is leverageable because, but our goal is as we move forward, you know, we, we then like 10, 20 customer implementations, we're thinking that customization will shrink to almost 5% or 2%. How do you, how do you balance the, uh, uh, you know, customer requests for, changes in your solution with staying true to your product roadmap. You know, you have certain things, features that you want to build out capabilities. And I'm assuming as you're, you know, when you're working with these customers, they're going to have their own uh, features or, or, you know, asks of you. How do you, how do you balance those two? Yeah. So this is actually very challenging for, for a startup. You know, we, you want to get the revenue and sometimes you're tempted to commit to the customizations because you want that customer, you know. Right. Uh, but then if you commit to five of them, then each all five of them are asking certain customization. That's when your scaling challenge starts piling in. Like, you know, now you have resource problems and now you have challenges to uh, customize the solution for one customer. And now you have to test every single change you're making. Um, we're actually... Uh, Fortunate enough that uh, so far uh, we took, I mean, some of our uh, our investors are strategics too. So we are deploying the solutions or at least designing in the beginning for strategics. Um, with that, uh, we're learning a lot on how to deploy at scale uh, with these enterprises. And uh, right now we do have this challenge of this custom feature definitions. Mm -hmm. um, so far, I think we have um, we have overcome with our roadmap. Uh, we probably don't need to do much customizations uh, moving forward. We we defined our products in a way. Our platform is relativity, which is real time visibility and traceability, mm -hmm. uh, with a very open architecture and API. Um, we feel that um, the need for customizations will go down. And our device portfolio is also growing. So we started with uh, eight devices. Now we have around uh, you know twenty combinations of different sensors, 
I can plug and play the the way we architected is like a Lego bricks. So mm -hmm. you if somebody wants a solution, we have we take like a different Lego bricks between hardware and software, and then we build a solution up. With this type of modular approach, I think we should be able to solve this uh, custom you know requirements. We we should be able to still scale with with the customer. Great. Well, what um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today about Tag and Track before we wrap up? Um, yeah, Tag and Track. Uh, we we are uh, uh, trying to be a platform as a service for hardware and uh, a software for data acquisition in supply chain, and we're looking for uh, uh, application uh, developers who are writing supply chain applications like okay. Kites, Project Forty Four overhaul, uh, anybody in the supply chain execution looking for a, a reliable data acquisition platform, um, we don't need to look anywhere uh, just to come to us and we'll give you a turnkey uh, uh, solutions in the IoT space. Awesome. Venu, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, really appreciated the conversation and learning more about Tag and Track. It sounds like you've got a great business going. Uh, for any additional uh, video interest, uh, please visit cdomagazine.tech, uh, where you can see some of these other interviews that we have. Thank you very much. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. It was uh, fun uh, uh, talking to you and uh, answering all your questions. Great.